0: You're standing in front of a painting. The guy next to you is crinkling his nose. I don't get it, he says, and then walks away. But there you stand, transfixed, wiping tears from your eyes. You're out for a ride, and someone commandeers the ox cord and plays a song. Turn this up, a passenger says. Turn this off, you whisper to yourself. You're at a party, and one of the guests is holding court. She has the attention of the group in the palm of her hand. On the ride home, you say, isn't she hilarious? Your friend shoots back. I don't understand what people see in her, to be honest. So who's right about the painting or the song or the life of the party? What if that's the wrong question? The truth is, none of us sees things as they really are. We see things as we are. What if I told you that your life right now is worth noticing? This is The Attention Collection. I'm Anthony Garcia. So I want to explain what I mean... When I say we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. But in order to do that, I need to talk about mantis shrimp for a minute. But before I can even talk about mantis shrimp, we have to go back several years. So go with me. Several years ago, I go out to the movies with some friends. And we're in the lobby of the movie theater. We're waiting to go in and get our seats. And we're checking out the movie posters. And a friend of mine is staring off into the distance, and for a little bit I let this happen, but then I'm wondering what in the world he's looking at. So I say, bro, what are, you, what are you doing right now? And he says, I'm looking at that poster. And I say, which one? And he says, the purple one. And so naturally, I'm looking around for the purple movie poster. The only problem is, there isn't a purple movie poster in the whole lobby. I see yellow, I see blue, I see red. I say, man, where's the purple poster? And he says, right there. And he's getting a little irritated. And so I follow his finger line, and I land on a red poster in the distance. And I say, you mean that poster right there? And finally, we agree we're talking about the same poster. And so I say, man, that poster is not purple, it's red. To which he responds, oh, well, yeah, I'm colorblind. Now this isn't something you just drop from the sky on a person who's known you for years. This is like some foundational first week of knowing somebody kind of stuff. We'd been friends for years, and it had just been explained to me that he was colorblind. And so suddenly everything's making sense. Some of his wardrobe choices over the years were starting to make a lot more sense. But I had this moment where I'm like, huh. You learn something about somebody in an instant that changes things. And so I've often thought back on that conversation and on that realization about my friend and looking at a rainbow thinking, he can't see all the beauty that I get to see. And to be honest, I've considered that unfortunate. And as I've thought about myself and my ability to see the world and all of its beautiful colors and textures, I've considered that fortunate. And I had this ridiculous, naive notion right up until the time a few years ago when I learned about the mantis shrimp. Have you heard about the mantis shrimp? If you haven't, Google the mantis shrimp. It is not only beautiful, it is incredibly deadly. It is a force to be reckoned with. But in case you're wondering if this podcast switched over to National Geographic, fair enough, give me a moment and we'll move on. So the average human eye has about three different types of photoreceptor cells. The mantis shrimp has between 12 and 16 per eye. That means it can see colors we can't even comprehend. Colors we've never even imagined or dreamed of. So as I looked at my poor friend who was colorblind, thinking how fortunate am I, what I was really revealing is how naive I truly am. Because the truth is, I haven't seen the world as it truly is. Totally blind, colorblind, or 2020 vision. We are all limited by our lens. Okay, let's try this. I want to tell two stories and I want you to hold them side by side in your brain and determine which one is right. Okay. Story one. I once saw a man stumble out of a shopping mall into the rain. And when he realized the weather situation, he looked up to the clouds and flipped off with both hands. I'm assuming mother nature and then stormed towards his vehicle. It's a visual I'll have in my mind, hopefully, for the rest of my life. Story two, a woman walks up to me, smiling, and says, what a beautiful day. And I look over to a bank of windows, and here's what I see, cloudy, dreary, dark, rainy, soppy, muddy ground, cars sloshing by and I have to look at her face and then look back at the situation and look back at her face she's smiling and the rain is pouring and I just thought huh beautiful day so who's right was it the guy who stumbles out into the rain flips off mother nature and then gets about his business or was the lady who saw a beautiful day right There's no way to answer that question because it's a matter of perspective. Same kind of weather, completely different response. This is why no one ever watches the same movie. No one ever hears the same song or reads the same poem. No one ever leaves the same conversation. That's why one person can walk out of a work meeting fired up, and excited, and another person can walk out of a work meeting fired up and angry. Same meeting, same things were discussed, but a completely different lens. So this isn't a question of who's right about what they see and who's wrong. It's a question of what is your lens? We find ourselves in a precarious situation right now we find ourselves with more questions than answers and some people I talk to are like the doomsday preacher and some people I talk to think it's going to be over tomorrow and some people are somewhere in between the truth is not even the experts know So we're all grasping at straws, but it's amazing the wide swath of responses and perspectives on this issue. And so we find ourselves wondering who to look to, wondering which perspective to take. The important thing to remember here is that it's a perspective. It's a view, because we're all on the same planet, but we're on a million different worlds. We're all looking at the same reality, but with completely different lenses. Wayne Dyer used to say, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. The circumstance in and of itself might not change, But you will have changed, and therefore your circumstance can be irrelevant. You know, I think of St. Teresa of Calcutta, who had a commentary on doing the dishes. She said, don't wash the plate just because it's dirty. And don't wash the plate because someone else told you to. Wash the plate because someone you love will be using it next. Think about how some of us hate doing the dishes, or at at most it's a bore, or something we need to get through, to have the perspective of, no, 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 this is an opportunity to love. How could you get there? Well, she viewed the world through eyes of service. Or think about Nelson Mandela, who spent 27 years in prison, 27 years. Do you know what he said? He said, they can imprison my mind, but they will never imprison my body. Prison is designed to break you. He said, it's not going to happen. It's not even an option. They can do what they have to do with this physical form, but my mind can't be under lock and key. My mind is always free. And do you know what he did? He changed the world because his view of the world, his view of his reality was one of freedom. And look what he did for freedom globally. So the question is, how do you view the world? What is your lens? Now, let me make something really clear here if you are seeing things right now as hard, challenging, scary, dark, confusing, this is not an indictment. It's not a diagnosis. It's an opportunity for perspective. There is a place for seeing things as dark and seeing things as painful. There is a place for that view. In fact, You know, studies are showing that there are people who are born genetically predisposed to a more melancholy point of view. If you are currently viewing the world as broken, it doesn't mean you're broken. You know, think of the old collection of Jewish poetry and music known as the Psalms. There are some really beautiful words, but there are some really painful words that come from the gut, come from somewhere deep inside of a person. There's place for all of it. We like heartbreak songs because they let us know we're not alone. We watch films with dark tones because they capture the reality of the human experience. There's a place for it all. For some of us, a happier, more inclusive or open perspective comes naturally. For some of us, we have to work for it, and that's okay. The point is, our perspective over time ultimately determines our experience. We don't see things as they are. None of us do. Good, bad, or ugly. We see things as we are. And as I speak into this microphone, as I record at this very moment, a rainstorm is kicking up outside. It may or may not make its way into the audio recording of this podcast. I can choose in this moment to see that as a nuisance, or I can choose to see that as kind of interesting given the subject matter. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Perhaps the rain isn't a menace. But a means for growth Perhaps the wind isn't a destructor But an energy to be harnessed That doesn't mean some picnics won't get rained out And it doesn't mean some of our structures won't be blown to the ground And people get hurt It doesn't mean we're horrible people For shaking our fists at the heavens And flipping off Mother Nature from time to time But while you're looking at the rain Take a look at the one who's looking at the rain Observe the observer and realize your view of reality always runs through a filter. And that filter gets clogged up by social inputs and environmental particles. It gets clogged up by our experience, the people we're around, the things that we allow into our lives. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And although our physical vision is limited, whether we can't see at all or we nail eye exams, it turns out our internal perspective is ever expanding. We're more like mantis shrimp than we realized. And our capacity to see can change with our capacity to feel, to lean in, to listen. To open ourselves up to a bigger and broader perspective. Hey, real quick before you take off, I want to share some exciting news with you. We just released the Intro to the Attention Collection ebook on our website. It was a blast to make. I really think you're going to enjoy it. To be honest, I'm kind of proud of it. And the best thing, it's free. And I mean free, free. You don't have to put in your email. You don't have to sign up for anything. You click the link, you download and enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please feel free to share it as widely as you possibly can. The link is in the show notes. I hope you'll download and enjoy today. I'll talk to you next time. And oh yeah, did I mention it's free? Come on, go to the link.